are live. Are we live? Yeah, we are live. Are we on you right now? We're on you. I just switched. To Have the people seen your glasses? Yeah, I think I, I did. I got a fair amount of insults, I think, a saying I'm a geek or something. But um. You look like a professor. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw one comment that was like, Mike, go do a math problem now. Doesn't it make you want to like stuff him into a locker or something? First of all, I'm not I good agree. at math. Second of all, those are mean comments. You're a Greek that's not good at math. Yeah, Is that even... Yeah, it's probably not. It's like yeah. an Italian that doesn't eat pasta. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't exist. I it's a rare species. Yeah, you can so, go with that. So, Dad, welcome back to the podcast. Second shot of the vaccine done. You're Let's get a round done. of applause. I'm done. Let's go. How do you feel, guys? Here we go. First shot, nothing at all. Zero. You look taller, though. Second shot, <laughs> uh, I felt tired the next day. My legs, my legs felt tired. No fever, no shivering, nothing. Just felt tired. So I just relaxed uh, the whole day. And then uh, yesterday, back to normal. Beautiful. Back to 100%. One Continue. step back to getting to back to normal for yeah. everybody in the world. So thank you for getting the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. And Antonio's getting his second shot very soon. I know for all the people in the comments right now, where's Anto? Where's Anto? Is Anto coming? He will be getting his second shot very soon. And then we'll be totally back to normal. Okay. Which will be an exciting time. We got Ryan. Ryan, what's Ryan. up over okay. here? I heard you took a lot of abuse this week, by the way, this past <laughs> week. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't on the stream. I caught some clips of Paulie and you fighting though during the Man United game. Yeah, I mean, listen, it gets heated at times, but it's all banter. It's all banter. So. I mean, good until, team. until Thursday, we didn't see the San Siro's, it's, it's going to be, uh, we're going to tear that down. We're going to tear that oh, down. Snap. Good thing you were arguing just with your mouth and not with, uh, with your fists. Uh, Maybe for the second leg, it might be fists. Uh, you uh, never yeah. know. Maybe when Paulie turns his head, I'll give him, I'll give him one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that might not be the smartest decision. That might yeah, be I, I, would not, I would not want to mess with that I got to make sure it was a clean shot. Otherwise, I'm fucked. <laughs> Otherwise, he's gonna he's gonna come back at you. But I I saw I checked out the stream. It looked like it was all good stuff. We had another big week of Serie fixtures, Serie round, uh, where I think a lot was decided this week. I will say, and I know when we were live with Ludo during his Napoli match, where he was very uh, excited and very happy. We're gonna get to that. We're also gonna preview Champions League because we've got. Still, Atalanta against Real Madrid on Tuesday, which we're very much so looking forward to. Bayern Lazio, which is going to be a difficult one. Um, and then Milan versus Man U will also be live uh, for that on Thursday. So we got a lot to discuss. Serie this. Uh, if you're new over here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It helps us out massively. Hit the like button if you enjoy our content. And stay tuned this week because we got a lot coming. Dad, what was on your mind this weekend? No, what was on my mind right now was when you spoke about Ludovico, uh -huh. the uh, the clip that I saw yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was so funny. So if uh, if they want to see it, where they it's go? A, it's on our Instagram. You yeah, see the Instagram. Clip. But can we show it? Uh, like right now, could we show it? <laughs> we would uh, have to plan a, a little bit to to be able to yeah. press it. Uh, what I get if I get it on my phone? Would they be able to listen to I'll put to the it? link in the chat Mike, for yeah, the Mike will put the link so okay. that they can yeah, so click on it. So put the link because it's very, very funny. You and, uh, and, and, you know, if I, at a certain point during the uh, uh, the podcast we say, Hats, then <laughs> you, you you get a laugh. Right. Otherwise, you don't know what we're talking about. Ryan, can you try to say it? Ass? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying ass. Uh, no, 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 ass. <laughs> That's not go, the way. Go, go, ahead, go ahead. Hey, you got to do, do, you got to see a little bit. All right. Ready? Well, do, we'll do it. That's the one you say. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the hell is that? 
You gotta pronounce a Z. <laughs> it's almost like ATS. Oh, forget about it, man. Z, 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 Z. Can you do it? I don't know. Atsu! So, so Ryan, um, AC Milan and is uh, nine points from Inter. Atsu! <laughs> I love it. I love right, it. Very good. Good job. You understood the meaning. That you understood the meaning. Okay. What it meant. Very good. Very good. So, for those that didn't know, go watch. Go watch. Yeah, it you you need to watch uh, Ludovico. I mean, the guy is really funny and is really good. <laughs> I mean, was, he makes he made clip. me laugh. Yeah, that was uh, funny. So yeah, go watch that and you'll understand. You'll understand what we're talking about. So <laughs> what, right, what so else was on your mind besides so what, Ludo? What are we starting? That's what I'm asking yeah. you. Well, let's let's leave uh, Milan against Napoli for later on because okay. there, there was a lot that um, that went on. You want to go for um, you want to start with Juventus? Uh, no. How about you want to start with Parma Roma? I think that was okay. one of the biggest surprises of the week. All right, let's you, start with Parma Roma. So uh, usually, and that's what you told me the last time. You know, Roma loses with all the top teams and now right? <laughs> so now all of a sudden they're losing against Parma this is, was a big loss for uh, Roma because they're in the Champions League uh, race and losing uh, losing yesterday that, that was uh, that's going to put them back um, even though Parma did play well they, they had a good game so um, good job by Parma that's all I could say and um Roma, they better strained out, and you know, because if they want to remain and for the Champions League race, they got to play better than that. Yeah, so. I was. I feel like I was just surprised on this one. Uh, you think uh, Parma, who crazy star, this is their first win in uh, 17 Serie A games. And uh, then you think um, Roma would kind of steamroll over yeah. them, and they got a 2-0, pretty convincing win over Roma. Roma did not show up today. I just felt yeah. like Parma was kind of all over the field. And this game, they really cemented their foot. They're like, okay, we got to get some points. We don't want to go to Serie B. Uh, I mean, they're still in 19th place, but uh, they got a huge, huge win over here. Uh, Jekyll even played too. Jekyll played. We know Mikitarian is out for an injury. He's going to be out for, uh, I believe, a month. So hopefully this is just a hiccup for Roma. We know, you know, Roma... On a regular day, I feel like 9 out of 10 times they would have beat Parma. But today, I guess Parma just got the better of them. And, you know, Roma are still fighting for a top four finish. They're still very much up there. And uh, we got to see if this was just a speed bump or maybe it's something more. To, mm-hmm. to go further into it, um, and I know I'm relaying some of the comments because you weren't here on, on the last live stream with Ludovico. Uh, the day the day that, that they lost, everyone was saying, where's Gaetano's boy and does he still believe in Fonseca? So what happened to Fonseca? Since since you're you obviously have been a big advocate of Fonseca, then we could agree that Fonseca we've seen some some really great stuff. What's yeah, what's your response? Yeah, and uh, Fonseca, he uh, he was interviewed after the game, and um, he gave a lot of. Uh, um, he said that uh, Parma played well, and, and uh, then they interviewed by Roma Channel, and on the Roma Channel he complained about the penalty hmm. that. Uh, that there was a, so he's I, I, I didn't like that uh, but the, it, when I looked at it again I mean it was a penalty so he is if you're gonna start complaining about penalties and things like that uh, I saw it a couple of times and 
I mean, they, he, he didn't have to do the penalty. He could have just pushed him to the side or just put his body. I don't know if you remember the penalty, but I mean, they, they, he he did hit him on the side and it wasn't he did him. No, it yeah. was not smart at all. The guy was going to the side. Just stay next to him Contain and, him and yeah, push him, let push him go him to the side. Way. And yeah. then, 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 why you I put agree. you you put your whole body uh, on his hip and then with a foot he touched his leg. So, penalty. but more sorry, so besides besides that, you you're, you've been a big advocate for Fonseca. Has has that changed? Do you still believe in Fonseca? Well, let's see, Are you uh, having doubts? Let's see where they're standing. So Roma now is uh, is in fifth place, and they are two points uh, from the Champions League. Yes, I mean, yes, I still believe in Fonseca. Okay, good point. That's yeah. a good point. But yeah. you can't be losing games like that. No, you can't be losing to Palma. You know, 19th place. I mean. <laughs> It happens. It happens. But, you know, you're not beating any teams in the top six. Just can't be losing games like that either. You know, so. Yeah, it's a rough, rough spell. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, with Fonseca and with Roma. We know that they hopefully some glimmer of hope for the Roma fans out there. Mid-April, Zaniolo is expected to come back. or well, he's expected to start training again. I think that they could use, a, you could use Zaniolo uh, back into their team and back into that midfield. Uh, let's let's move on, and uh, I, I want to go to Inter, Inter against Torino. Um, they extend their lead in in a in a game that you know I was following on my score. I saw it was one one at at a certain point. Uh, Torino's goal, which we'll talk about, uh, and then Inter with Lautaro Martinez, who all credit to him, the goal was was brilliant. The header that Lautaro scored uh, was fantastic. Beautiful. The way that he stayed in the air, the way that he angled it against a Parma. I mean, sorry, against a Torino, which I expected them to roll over. To be honest, to roll over them, to steamroll them, because Torino has shown how they are in the past. But again, just another bit, just another. Uh, aspect adding to Inter's league where they will not slip up. And in games that they probably would have dropped these points, they're showing themselves that they are a Scudetto-winning team in these kinds of performances. And just to touch on the Torino goal, should not have counted. If you see the goal that Torino scored, a it's, a, Zaza, it's a clear right? push, I believe, from Simone Zaza on Skriniar, mm. who if they would have checked the VAR, that would have been not counted as a goal. Because... We've seen it. We've seen a goal taken away for much less than that, and you could clearly see it. If it was Zaza, pushes was, with his arms extended on Skriniar, which directly affects the play. I mean, on that play, it was a lot of confusion. There were so many pushes and so many shoving, so that it was difficult to to um, to determine which. If they one checked you... the replay, they wouldn't have been though. Yeah. If they checked the VAR, um, Torino did play well. They they had a you know they had a good game. But uh, this is where Conte comes in. Even though they were playing, they were not playing their best game. He made the substitution. He brought in Sanchez. He brought in Ericsson. and Sanchez was the one that crossed the ball for Lautaro. Beautiful and cross. Ericsson, yeah, beautiful. I beautiful. mean, and he also gave him power. Not only was beautiful, but he gave him power. And the goalkeeper was going once was going one side, and he put it on the oh, other the other corner. So he did a he did a very good uh, very good job. I mean, uh, Conte, you got to say that um, what he did with Ericsson, what he did with Skriniar, and um, you have to give him some credit uh, for that. Not Ericsson, not Ericsson. I don't give him credit for Ericsson. Why I think not? that it's bad what he did with Ericsson. Yeah, it took him a year to get him okay, involved. Okay, but eventually he put him in. I don't I think mean, it takes that much of a genius to okay, get a great player Okay, but eventually put him into the, the lineup and eventually incorporated him into the but play. we said that's where he should have been playing since right. the beginning. 
Yeah, but it took him some, but now he realized and, and he made the adjustment. So you got to give okay. him a little credit that yeah, he made the adjustment to, he to make him play. For figuring it out. But I think uh, it should have been an obvious one. So Inter now has got, uh, between the uh, Lukaku and Lautaro, I think they have over 30 goals. They have about 32 goals. And they got the best offense. They got 65 goals. Almost the best defense. I think Juventus has got a mm -hmm. better defense than um, they got about 26 goals against. And Juventus got 23 goals against. So, uh, nine points. Yeah, 34 goals between uh, between both of them. Between Lula, Lukaku, yeah. Lautaro. The best striking force in yeah. Serie A. As much as we want to say, you know, a lot of us have credit, has taken away from Lautaro, including me, but he's doing really good yeah. right now. In this moment, yeah. they're connecting. They're working really well together. Lukaku, again, getting on the score sheet. How many goals does he have total? Lukaku, uh, Lukaku on his own? Lukaku has 19 in 19 Serie A. goals in Serie A. Yeah. The, the man has turned into... A, a machine. beast. I yeah. mean, he is he is a machine that, you know, even even he was talking from the physical aspect. He said, going from Manchester United to going to Inter, he said, my body transformed. He's like, they put me on a strict diet where I was eating different things. I think he I think he said more greens or I don't remember yeah, what it was. Salads, he, he's he's a, salad. He yeah. started eating fish. And he said, I feel like a monster. He's like, I feel lighter. I feel like I could run faster. And that aspect definitely helped him out. We know that Conte's training regime is, is very serious. And it helped the guy who... You know, in the past, people would call him fat. They said, oh, he's too big. He's too fat. Now he's he's just an animal because he's shredded, but he's so big that you can't knock him off the ball. So he's kind of got the best of both worlds. And I and I said that to you guys, you know, looking at Lukaku when he was playing for Manchester United, he was a big guy, big dude, but he didn't have that pace that he had now when he got into yeah. it. I've never seen him look as good. He's thin. He's quick. Uh, you know, his ball control has improved too a lot. I'm not going to deny that. At United, he, couldn't, he didn't have a touch. Seem to have found a touch now on the ball. So he's been impressive. Top five in the world for me right now at the moment. I was just going to ask a question, but I did want to add, too, for Lukaku. He's He's got everything. And I think that he set himself in the perfect environment. I know that this week there were rumors of Manchester City wanting him, um, other, other big clubs in Europe. And I think he would be absolutely insane to leave Inter because he found himself the perfect environment. While I agree that Lukaku is a, is a very good player... It's also Inter and Conte that helped him become that player because the system of Inter is built for Lukaku. 100%. And I don't think that he will leave. I think that he's he's a very intelligent man. Like, he's just an intelligent person. The way that he sacrifices himself for his teammates, on the field, off the field. I really love Lukaku. I'm a huge fan. So I think he also realizes that. He's not one of those guys that gets ahead of himself where he's like, okay, I'm one of the best strikers in the world right now. I could just yeah. pack up and go somewhere else Agreed. and leave a project. So it's also Inter's credit, and, and I will say Conte's credit rather than Inter's credit, to why he's been so good. But it does raise a question, and, and uh, Roberto Martinez, the coach of Belgium, said that Lukaku is the best striker in the world. And I don't know if it was him or somebody else that said he could win the Ballon d'Or this year. Considering that, well, it's not really fair to say Ronaldo and Messi are out of Champions League because also Lukaku is out of Champions League. Where do we stand on this? Number one, is Lukaku the best striker or best number nine in the world? And could Lukaku in some world, if if Inter win the Scudetto, and let's say he wins he wins the Capo Caranieri, could he realistically win the Ballon d'Or? Ballon d'Or? Absolutely not. For me, you have to be involved in the Champions League. That's just my opinion. I, I mean, there's guys that are ahead of him. Uh, Lewandowski's one of them. I, I think Lewandowski's probably the best striker in the world right now at the moment. Uh, Holland, what he's been doing with That's Dortmund true. has been incredible. Uh, I've never seen a talent like him. You know, he reminds me so much of a young Ibrahimovic. Mm -hmm. But um, he's he's really uh, he put his name out there. And then not to mention Mbappe is up there as well. Even though he has a, he has a solid team around him, you got to put Mbappe in that category. But you, they're playing Champions League football. 
Holland doing it in the Bundesliga and mm-hmm. in the Champions League. So for me, it would be him over Lukaku. That's a very good perspective mm-hmm. too, because I think that what, what the good aspect is that the Champions League will help determine some of that. If PSG go on and win the Champions League, I mean, you could easily say that's going to be Mbappe. If Bayern go on to win again, then you could say it's Lewandowski. Right, but let's not forget that uh, we also have the European. Uh, oh, the Euro, the Euro yeah. this year. Sure. Okay, so if you uh, if you help your team win the Euros this year, mm. uh, they that Belgium's could, not going to win it. If Belgium, Belgium wins, Lukaku's definitely one of the. Yeah. Belgium no, wins. I mean, Lukaku's definitely one of the Ballon d'Or. They, yeah, they, they, they always have a solid team. Yeah, know, it'll be hard. It'll be very I know, hard. They always have happens. a solid team. That's true. They have really good players, but they never can. Yeah, they can exactly. never put together. But if they ever put it together, you know, and they do well in in Europe, in the Euro. That could that could also influence the uh, right the Ballon d'Or. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. a good perspective. Wow, I just want to uh, maybe a mobile could win it. Score uh, score a bunch of goals in the Euros. Gaetano, I had a question for you. Mamma mia! If, how long he hasn't scored goals in mobile? If if uh, Bayern Munich wins uh, the Champions League and Lewandowski is the top goal goal scorer in Champions League and they win Bundesliga, but uh, Inter win the Scudetto and uh, what do you call it? And uh, Lukaku wins the Euros with Belgium. Right. Who deserves? Oh eight? man, that that's not even uh, close. So, so you're saying 100% Lukaku? Of course. If you okay. win the I Euro, I mean, they win. Bayern wins every year. They no, 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 no. I'm saying for Champions League. Yes. Champions League is what oh. I'm not the Bundesliga. I meant the Champions. Oh, okay, League. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a change? big. It's a big if though. If Belgium winning the Euros. No, I would still go for the Euro. I think it's okay. it's Mike, it's more it's difficult it's to win. Difficult. It's not just a matter if they win the Euros. No, too. you want to see how Lukaku did. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 of course. If, if they he did was involved in the Champions League, but what did he do in the Champions League? So that goes to the same with the Euros. He could be involved in the Euros, but if he doesn't perform, does he really deserve? I said top but I guess, score. But I guess top also, if you're thinking Belgium's gonna win the Euros, yeah. they need Bel- they need yeah. Lukaku, Lukaku to perform. To perform. They're not gonna win it without that's him. Why, that's right. why I said that. But yeah, right. either way, I think that we will also. That's actually a good differentiator, seeing how on form Lukaku is versus how he will do. I think you'll see the Conte effect of how he does at Inter right now. And see how he does with Belgium. That's true. Because they're good. They're good aspects. Uh, but for Inter, like you said, uh, nine points clear of AC Milan in second place. Who Milan they ended up losing to Napoli. Is this the end for the Scudetto race? In your guys' opinion, is I, I think and I think that we've said this before. I don't know how you stop this Inter. I do not know how you stop this Inter. There's what 12, 13 games left okay. until the end of the season. Conte one competition, seven days to get his team focused. Inter, they they're too close to fail, in my opinion. Uh, this is interesting, and there's a lot of people saying this. I think, I think Juve being eliminated out of the Champions League is the worst thing that could have happened to Inter because now Juventus are so pissed off right now. I do think against Torino, it was very close. They could have very well dropped points that game, and you know, one one moment of brilliance got them the goal. So I do think they matured in that way because last season they probably would have got the draw. But, like I said before, Juve just got to focus on that one competition. And I, I don't think Inter are that perfect that they're not going to slip up. I do think they're going to slip up. And that's where I feel like Juve are going to pull closer. First of all, Juve is going to overtake Milan in second place. And the point at the end of the season, it's going to be within one or two points. Whoever wins a next. You took my follow-up question. That, that's but, what but I think. From my, from my perspective, what, what do you think? Well, uh, yeah, I think that uh, for Milan, uh, yeah, it, it's over. I mean, <laughs> it's over for the Scudetto. Yeah, for okay. the Scudetto. Yeah. yeah, they're nine points away. To go. I mean, Juventus, if they win against Napoli, they will be seven points from the top. 
so I think it's more they have to scare they have to be scared more of Juventus than AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, AC Milan has won a game in 2021 in San Siro. Can you believe that? Is that true? Yeah, they lost to Juve. Inter, Atalanta, and Napoli. Very tough teams, though. Add man you okay. to that list on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. So, uh, Do not yeah, add it. Uh, so this, uh, this AC Milan, uh, it's, uh, they're going through a rough, rapid. I understand they have some, you know, they have uh, people that are missing, but, you know, every team has got, they're struggling with, uh, with COVID. They struggle with people with players that have been hurt. So it's not just AC Milan. They all have done that. Uh, going back to uh, to the game, uh, is it AC Milan? Is, are they tired mentally? Are they tired physically? Because Cassie, who's been very, very good, and who was one of the best players against Man United, uh, like like uh, he, he didn't show up. I mean, Cassie didn't show up. Castillego didn't show up. Tonali didn't show up. Chalanoglu didn't show up. I mean, these guys, where were they? So are they maybe because they started the pre-season with the European League? Maybe that now they're getting a little bit tired. Maybe they uh, they're playing um, too much. I don't know. Um, going back to the game, Koulibaly, Koulibaly, what a game. I mean, the guy really played good. Uh, he was all over the place. Um, Tomori, you asked me about Tomori the last time, yeah. and I said I haven't seen him. Your opinion on him? Yeah, the guy is yeah. a good what, player. Your opinion now? Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. He's amazing. Yeah, he did I, so well. He did well yeah, that yeah, game. I, 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 I'm paying attention yeah. since you mentioned it to me, and the guy's good. Why are you looking at Mike that he told you? Come on, I told you. I told him. Don't give it. Don't give him I the power. Don't <laughs> give him the power. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Didn't I tell all of you? That's actually. Didn't wait I tell all of you? I like to give credit on this channel. Ryan actually did say that he was very good before. We asked you your opinion. You did. It's when the first, first time you've been right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted, you wanted the credit. You were so annoyed. I know what I'm talking about all the time. So. <laughs> That's not too. What else? What else? So there were uh, some controversial. Uh, controversial calls mm-hmm. so one was on, on Theo which he, he was right outside no he was on the edge of the area and he was uh, touched by uh, one of the players from behind and he, he threw himself on the ground uh, it, it, it was touched by but I don't think it was a penalty this you, is the one that they checked VAR on this is the one that they checked the VAR and uh, because the referee was in a position that he didn't see it mm-hmm. so I think the VAR called him and then he went to look at it I don't know. I don't think it was a penalty. Um, there was not that much of a contact there. So I think that. But there was another call that Theo was in, involved uh, a few minutes later where Osime was going down the line and he went in. He went in really. He got a yellow. He got a yellow. He went in really it's hard ride, and he was not going for the ball. Yeah, but he, it was a red. I don't think it's enough. Hey, it's close. Orange. But it's, I think it's a yellow. It's yeah. close Standard to being a yellow. red. We were scared for a second, but then I think that he gave the correct call on a yellow. To touch on your on your on the penalty, I think that I know a lot of Milan fans are very mad that it wasn't a penalty. And I think that in the football that we live in 2021, anything can be given as penalties these days. Any slight form of contact we've seen given. Personally, I do agree. I think that there was contact. I could tell in live time that there was contact. For me, these are very soft. They're not they're not penalty kicks. Uh, but I do understand how 
you can think that it is because nowadays, like I said, a little touch and sometimes a referee will give it. This referee was clearly the entire match. I mean, he didn't pull out a yellow card until like the first 50 challenges. He was not pulling out a card at all. So I think that he was always going to let a lot of rough plays go. So he was consistent in that end. One thing I will say about Milan too, just to touch on the on the Scudetto talk, I think this was the game that Milan, their the dream of the Scudetto dies. I think it's too many games now in a row. But what I will say is that that does not mean failure at all. Milan overachieved. They did way more than they were expected to do this season. So it is taking zero away. In fact, they did so well that they set the bar at a point where it was so almost high. impossible yeah. for them to continue that with the squad depth that they have. They didn't. They have not spent or, or, or have the squad that Inter and Juventus do. So it's taking nothing away. The goal, the North Star for Milan is Champions League. And they are still in route to get Champions League. If they get Champions League, if you give it, it's a success. It's a check mark. Going and winning the Scudetto would have just been ridiculous. It's It's... Something unexplainable. So for Milan fans, I do think I do think it's over. Fair enough. But but what I say is that it's still not a it's still not a damper on your season at all. No, I agree yeah. with that. I think the, if they make the Champions uh, League, I think they that's the uh, uh, the accomplishment for the season, and it's a very good accomplishment from where they started and from where they were last year. One one last thing on um, Gattuso, I think that Gattuso is doing a very good job. I hope that at the end of the season that he will stay, uh, but it is very difficult to to work with uh, with that president. Um, but I, I like Gattuso. I like the you know the the work that he's doing at um, in Napoli. I yeah. hope it uh, doesn't run away like um, Ancelotti. Right. I agree. I just want to say something before we get off the subject. Well, well if you're gonna fin- yeah, finish, yeah. Out, right, I just want to say a quick yeah, word yeah, about bro. the Scudetto talk. I, you know, as you said, Marco Milan, Milan, they did somewhat over. He's about achieve. to say something bad. No, no, they, I can they already did, tell. They did, oh, it's they, did, they did somewhat. Set, you know, they overachieved. They, they set the bar high. They did. They did. Ah, you know, <laughs> you guys make me laugh right now. Because <laughs> I know, I know something's lining up. I can tell Ryan. Listen, you were smiling from before. All credit to them. They they played well. 2020, 2021, everything went downhill. Um, if I'm a Milan fan right now, my only concern is if they can stay in the top four. Because performances, the way they're going, it may not happen. You know, you, they have to be careful. Right, they have to be very cautious. And uh, as you said, Gatano, almost two points right out of the top four. I don't know how far they are behind Milan, but it's pretty tight. That race is pretty tight right now for the Champions League. I think Inter had won the Scudetto. I said that two weeks ago. When they three weeks ago, whenever they beat Milan three nothing, that was it. I think that was the game changer. That game changed the whole thing. So uh, yeah, uh, Inter. I think Inter is safe to call that they've won the Scudetto. It's 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 one hundred percent Inter Scudetto to lose. Yeah. Let's just say that right. Inter has to screw up big time to be able to lose the Scudetto. They're completely in the driver's seat. And now Ryan opened up the the red carpet for me because what he said, I wanted to kind of hint back at because the title I added was asking. Will Milan even secure a top four finish? I say now, yes. Now people, yes. people might go crazy. Let me just go over the table and what's going on. <laughs> so we see. I just want to play around because I saw. I was like, wow, this could get dangerous fast for Milan. Explain. Because right now Milan sit in second place, but if Juventus win their game in hand, they would jump them over uh, two points ahead of them, and then Milan would sit in third place, and then Atalanta would just be four points away away from them with Napoli in fifth place that also have a game in hand. And if they win that game, it would only be three points away. Can I give some perspective, so, though? 
Well, yeah, the perspective, perspective is, is that Juventus. Which no, one? no, no. Is that Milan's also going through a rough period right now? Yeah, that's so true. we're judging Milan based off of missing a lot we of are. players. We are. They're not the same team without Benacer. They're not the same team with, with the, Zlatan, without Zlatan Ibrahimovic. With those guys missing, Leao is not a striker. I keep saying Leao is a number nine. He's I don't like him. He's I like him on the wing. Yeah. So they're playing out of that form. So we can't necessarily just see their past couple games and say that that's how they're going to continue going. Because I think when they get those guys back, they will bounce back and be able to secure I, that. I do agree with you at a point, but 2021, like how Ryan hinted out before, was horrendous for them. 2020 was an incredible first half of the season. Now they, they don't seem like the same team that has been uh, because grinding, they're not. grinding out those results even when they had Zlatan even for some games they did have Benacet I do agree that there were a lot of injuries a lot of suspensions and stuff like that that did tinker with their results but at the end of the day they do not look like the same team and that's and that's the question for me I want to ask the people in the comments that now everyone's jumping on my throw I was just asking do Mike you the got... Milan fan is completely no, gone no I'm a now. Milan fan but I'm just saying <laughs> you're a Milan listen, fan it's a, a valid point they're though. in a different they're in, they're in a weird position right now where there's like oh I'm kind of on the fence. Right. They didn't secure top four like Inter, like Juventus. It's not valid. More it's it's steam, valid, but it's also a little bit it, skewed because you can't just look no, at the numbers. That's true, but it's, it's something to think about in the yeah. back of your you mind. You look at Milan right now, the Milan that you're seeing right now at this moment. They look like they lost their hunger. But they look it's like not the real just, Milan right now. Yeah, but Marco, every team, I understand there's injuries, COVID, but every goddamn team going through it. And it's the bad it's moment for them Milan. right now. Like, you know, Juve, Inter dealt with it, I think, a little bit in the beginning. Juve dealt with it. It's just Milan's time to deal with that a little bit more. That's what it I happened, think. But you know what? It's how you deal with it. I think they will bounce back. I think they will. But for, the, for all the AC Milan fans, the best thing that happened to AC Milan was the great performance that they did with against the Man United. Yeah. I mean, we got to we got to admit that they they did perform well, and you were surprised about I was, that game. I was, I was. Okay, you I thought was. that uh, but then again, you, you thought that Man United was going to win two he three said nine. five zero. No, okay. hold on, hold on, two hold three nine. Five zero. So, hold on. The best I got the thing. The, okay, I'll let you. But the best thing going for AC Milan is going through. <laughs> with Man United, That's, there's an if there, right? Zero, 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 or one nothing for AC Milan, and they go through. Listen, zero, zero. As Mike right. said, they, uh, as you said, actually, they haven't even won a game at the San Siro in 2021. Right? So there's always there has to and win sometimes. Manchester sometime. United, hold on. Manchester <laughs> United are <laughs> 22 games unbeaten away at the moment. So you're gonna lose Man eventually. U Manchester United's form right now is very hot away. Uh, we're gaining Rashford back for the match. Cavani is likely to be back. These are the guys that we're missing. Van de Beek could be back to bring him off the bench. He, you know, obviously he hasn't been starting. Pogba is very likely to be back, and Martial will be fit. All those so guys. It looks like Jeez. we're gonna have our full squad heading to the San Siro. You're talking about a much different game coming well, on. Also, same thing for same Milan. Thing. Also. Zlatan is likely to be back. At this point, it's and looking on, like Zlatan. And on top of that, we got Theo and Hakan that are definitely gonna be in the lineup because they started the last game. And Rebic also is a huge factor. So that's four players right there. Hopefully, Zlatan is gonna be there. To start, but most likely off the bench, and maybe give me Benacer, and I feel a little bit. Yeah, Benacer is <laughs> most likely yeah. not gonna make the Listen, trip. I mean, at the end of the day, I uh, I want to see an exciting game. I want to see another thriller. I was shocked. What what helped Milan kind of hang on in there right now at the moment was that that 90th minute away goal. That was very uh, vital for them. You know, they needed that away goal going back to the Santiago because now the pressure is on Man U. Man, you have to come out. And get a goal real quick. And if they the do, they're also going to expose themselves. And that's where, at a moment where where 
Milan could look as they're going forward that they could attack them. I think Kessie did an incredible job too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, top, top player. A player that I never really believed in fully. I always thought he lacked something. This year, he's he's been 360 degrees. Yeah, sure. uh, amazing. Along with a lot of good players for Milan, like Theo. I was watching him against Napoli. I said, this player is unbelievable. He's every he's everywhere on the pitch. Quick uh, question. Is it, is it Theo or Teo? I, I see people saying it differently. We hear I don't Theo. know if it's yeah, I don't we hear know. Theo. I think on Italian they, they say Teo Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> Probably in Italian is Theo and Teo. in English yeah. is Theo. Theo, Theo, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever, he's a beast. He's a good player. Uh, good player. The, I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw these videos. I know you. You did, and you were there. We did a photo shoot with uh, Antonio on Friday uh, in Brooklyn, and because we made him new merch, it's gonna be Antonio merch. It's like we're not dead yet. You know his his big famous saying, which AC Milan started using. I swear to you, on social media, check their yeah. posts. We're gonna get they started saying like we're not dead, we're still alive. They started saying this stuff. I'm not saying that they got it from there, but we're I'm not saying to that our they did it. Regardless, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and and as Antonio Antonio pulled out the Milan scarf, he pulled out a Milan scarf that he wanted to take pictures uh, with. Yeah. One guy running by screams, "Man United deserve to win." He gave the guy the finger. He uh, he called him a lot of yeah. bad names. He was like very a, classy, right? Very classy <laughs> from a Milan fan. Uh, and then the guy kept running. <laughs> and then when he came back, Antonio was trying to grab him. He tried to pull yeah. him over. Then as we continued, two girls ran by that were Man United fans too, and they stopped. They they stopped and talked to Antonio, but they were saying they're like, "Oh, it was a handball. You got really lucky with the with the goal and all the stuff." So Antonio was in his element. It, it just it just shows like even outside of the podcast, the guys just naturally just screaming. We were lucky enough to get it on video. Yeah. Naturally crazy. But yeah. not for nothing. I'd be ashamed if I'm arguing with two Milan uh, fans that happen to be women. I'd be ashamed of myself. Why, what's, what's that well, why, are, you gonna, why to, are you arguing with women? To be, I mean, that's he's little, arguing about, about uh, Don't make excuses for the guy, man. But he can't. He does it with everybody. But he can't come sit next to me. <laughs> can't come sit next to me. That's to be fair, the guy said he does watch it. But he's like, I love you guys, but me, uh, Manchester United should have won. So really? He, yeah, yeah, he said it. He's like, I watch oh, I you guys. Yeah, yeah, he watched your stuff. Listen, I was trying to record. I'm excited for Thursday. I think it's going to be... It's going to be a good game. As you said, Mike, Milan is expecting players back. Man, you expecting more than likely a full squad back. So you're going to see Let's do the prediction right now. Let's do the prediction right now. I'm saying AC Milan go through. I'm not giving a score. I'm not giving... AC Milan will go through. I'm going with United. So I think so. I think AC uh, AC Milan will go through. There we go. I think it's going to be a 0-0 draw. So? And Milan progress. Let's Ryan, see. I'm sorry for um, your, at your Ryan, Ryan, at this moment, he's checking the time. He's going to record this video. And he's ready just in case. <laughs> he's going to wait for full no, time no, and no, send it okay. to He's going to waste that time for nothing. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, the rest made of the best, games. Made the best team win. Let, let's touch on Napoli a little bit if anybody has anything else to say. I know you did. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say about Insigne has stepped up. Uh, he, I think he's done he's done a lot better than he was doing in the past. And Politano. Politano is phenomenal on his game. He's really looked super superb. He did a great job on the goal, beating his man. He seems to almost never lose the ball at times. Um, I really like the the form that he's showing at Napoli. I want to say something about Gattuso that I've said for a few weeks now. I think the criticism that he's been getting over the past few weeks or a month, for that for that matter, uh, it's been pretty harsh. The guy the guy needs um, support. He needs a backing from the club, from the director, from the owner. You, you can't criticize the guy. I mean, he's, he beat Juve. He beat uh, Milan. He, he, he's winning games against top six clubs right now at the moment. He's right there in the race for top four. So you're criticizing him, saying the guy should be fired. The guy's got to leave. He should resign. Whatever the case is, it's not true. I think the guy needs to end the season, hopefully get into Champions League. But he needs support from the club. 
It's a must. Yeah, I agree with that. And they need to get back Mertens, Mertens and Ozyman. You know, they had a bad streak with the two of them. Hopefully, they, they could come back and score some goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else from I you, mean, Mike? Uh, yeah, or I was no? just saying, uh, I do agree with Ryan on that point. I feel like Atuso's always in the paper for the negative reasons. In reality, he's fifth place with a game in hand. So if he wins this game against Juventus, which he's done before, he's in a Champions League spot. You right. make, uh, he also said this in the press, like, uh, you guys make it seem like I'm fighting to stay in Serie A. But in reality, this is uh, this is the scenario that's going on. Plus, all the uh, all the players they lost to COVID, all, all the injuries they had, they had um, a very unlucky season. And Gattuso has really salvaged this. So I find it really disrespectful with a lot of people saying, "Oh, who should Napoli get as their next coach?" I was like, "What's wrong with you know?" They had a bad season yeah. in terms of being. You unlucky. were the one who wanted him fired. I did want him fired, but there's a lot oh, of press I, I that he wanted. I was just joking him. about that. No, in the beginning, uh, I wanted him fired. Oh, okay. But then, if you look at the results, be like. Man, why should he give... Almost the same reason why Fonseca. I was like, why are you going to badmouth Fonseca? At the end of the day, look what he's pulling with these players. They're fighting for a top four, and you guys are We're used to it. That's why. We're used yeah, to We're so I used to being like stingy yeah. with like, all right, that's just true. sack the coach because it happens so much yeah, in Serie A especially. Yeah, 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 where it's yeah. like, all right, a couple bad games. Well, the guy sacked. That's a mentality too, in, I feel instead, like. Instead of Cagliari... <laughs> you know, res- uh, keep keep Di Francesco. A uh, little bit of a different <laughs> approach. We'll talk about Cagliari. Uh, they lost three one to Juventus. Ronaldo hat trick. Looking for for the haters. Uh, the exact response that that uh, we were that I expected. I think I predicted three zero against the Cagliari, who's on the the very low end, who risks relegation. Uh, but Juventus looked good. They had the fire. Uh, Ronaldo scoring three goals again. How many goals does he have right now? I know need three. 23 goals, and that's 30 goals in 33 games this season. So, to all the people out there who think that they're very smart in saying Ronaldo's a problem, Ronaldo's the problem. He didn't show up one game against Porto. He's the problem. 30 goals in 33 games. Don't come at me with financial statements, balance sheets. No, 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 no. Profits and loss. What what player is Juventus going to sign that's going to score 30 goals in 33 games? It's not Ronaldo. That's the problem. Ronaldo's been. Phenomenal. And he can't always perform. Do I agree that against Porto, he did not show up? I agree. Do I agree that he can't do everything on his own? He can't. No player in the world. We've never seen a player in football who's every single game been on. No matter who you want. The best in the world. Michael Jordan has had games that were off. Guess what? It's the way it goes. You also need support from your team. So just a little bit of that. And I know the rumors that, oh, maybe Juventus is going to sell him. Maybe he's going to go back to Real Madrid. The one thing I'll say about that, I could see Ronaldo leaving Juve. I think a lot of it will be, let's have a meeting with the management, with the team. What are the plans going forward? Is this a rebuild? Are we going to be able to sign some certain players? Is the project to really seriously fight for that? If it is, then I think Ronaldo stays. And if it's not, I think that he would try to move on. I think it's a difficult market to for $30 million a year salary to go anywhere in the in the world. It's going to be difficult. But I think it will come down to the motivation. I think that he's still happy in Torino. I don't think any of that. But I think he under, needs to understand the project. Do you think Ronaldo's the problem at Juve? Not at all. Uh, you know, the, he's not a one-man show. You need you need to have... Uh, this is the same situation at Napoli right now. He, he needs support. Juve's midfield has been an issue for the past couple of years. And they've been... I don't take this personal at all, but they've been very cheap. They don't want to spend. They look for uh, cheap ways out just to fix the issue temporarily. They don't think long-term. A Band-Aid. Right. So, you know, and, and that's the issue right now. And, I, and you know, Kulusevsky, he's young, he's decent. 
but I don't think he's he's helping out up top. Uh, Chiesa's been great, great signing. That's the only thing that Juve probably did right so far with Chiesa, in my opinion. But they they need they need a lot more. That midfield, I would get rid of everybody except McKenny and Artur. I would get rid of the entire midfield, you know. Uh, and then you got to bring in new players. Thoughts? I haven't heard your. No, Ronaldo is definitely not the problem. Are you kidding me? You got somebody that scores uh, thirty goals. Uh, and uh, you want to get rid of him? Who, who are you going to get? That that uh, what Ronaldo needs is a couple of midfielders. So what you need to do is get rid of Ramsey, get rid of Rabiot. I mean, what do they make? Fifteen million between the two of them mm-hmm. together. Fifteen million. The guy seven makes and seven and Ramsey half. makes seven and a half million euros a year. I mean, he's not. Uh, so get rid of, like you said, I agree with you. Get rid of the two three midfielders. Get him the midfielders that you need to uh, for um, for him. And uh, mm-hmm. next year, you can win the Champions League. I think you could win the Champions League. Go, I mean, going back to the game, it was a good reaction by uh, by Juve after the performance uh, against uh, Porto. So they came back. They were hung. They were score. Ronaldo, he was, uh, he was pumped up. He wanted to score. But... Um, we need to. We do need to mention that uh, on that uh, yeah. 14 minute, that Ronaldo went in with a very, yeah. a very high foot up yeah. in the air, and it could really hurt the goalkeeper. And uh, that uh, should have been looked at in the bar. Should have been a red card. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think, I think. I think, I think that was a red card. I think we're all on the same. His page cleats with was. His cleat was. Yeah. A, yeah. If you check the replay too, Cranio. Cranio, credit to Cranio. He put his whole body into yeah. that, and he really took like a hard hand. They didn't check the VAR yeah, on but it. But to be honest, yeah. if they looked it over realistically, that should have been a red card because you really put him at risk. You're not supposed to put your studs that high yeah. up, regardless of what happens. But yeah, we're I mean, all there was no intention there. He was trying to get for the yeah. ball, but you, you cannot raise that. That foot yeah, dead, and you're going against the goalkeeper, yeah. you know, you can't. You should do that. definitely know that. And uh, moving on from there, because there's a lot of comments on that. I was going to address that if Gaetano didn't. But yeah, we're definitely, we all think that's a red card. Uh, but the Ronaldo situation, uh, Ronaldo to me, he's not a person that would run away from a challenge. That's why I feel like if the project is serious, I really think Juventus is going to spend a lot of money next season and bank on the final season of Ronaldo, really banking on going all in for a Champions League trophy, whether that is Pirlo getting sacked, whether that is selling four or five high-earning salary players for Juventus and bringing a capable squad uh, to finish almost a goodbye for Ronaldo, being like, this will be maybe your last European squad to go for a title. Because I feel like even Agnelli, the only person that wants a Champions League trophy more than Ronaldo is Agnelli, and I think... Uh, Agnelli would uh, open his pockets big enough for this. It's and, not. It's not totally like on that. him though. Not totally the, on the him. The financial. It's yeah. tough. It is, it's a very tough situation. So tough. You can't just go. It's not a normal year where you could go out and spend 100%. a hundred percent. But something like this on the last season, and if Ronaldo threatens, being like, "Listen, if you guys aren't serious this year, I don't want to waste another year when I could be going to Manchester." That's the conversation. PSG or something like That's that. That's a conversation. So to we me, honestly, know. I think Ronaldo's gonna stay for a season. I think Juventus are gonna spend, and I think they're gonna go all out on Champions. A little bit beyond that though, Ludovico, we had this conversation Ludovico thinks that Ronaldo's the problem at Juve he thinks that they're too relying on him he thinks that he's not helping the rest of the team he thinks that they should build on a younger squad uh I I completely disagree and I think that also for Kulusevsky I I don't I I feel bad for Kulusevsky I do because Kulusevsky he came in in the beginning he did really well on the wing I mean he was like one of the best players we were saying how good of a buy he was 
Now he's had to adapt to play as a number nine, which he's not a number nine. He's simply not. He's sacrificing himself to play in a position that's not natural to him. I want to see him play as a Metzala. I want to see, can he play as a Metzala in the midfield, almost like a, a De Bruyne type player who shifts his position because he's very talented. The kid's 20 years old. We can't be these kind of people that come out. Okay, a 20-year-old kid who moved from Parma to Juventus, did really good for a couple months. Now he's done bad for a couple months. He's a waste. Sell him. No, no, no. That's not the way it could work. The guy, the kid is strong. The kid, I think, has a big future ahead of him. Let's show him some time. Allow him to, to do this. And also, part of why Kulu says he's not playing is because his has been phenomenal. They're very similar in the position that they play. There's not that much room to play both of them. So it's also, Kiesa has been sensational. So it's hard when you've got that guy in front of him. And so I, I don't take away too much to Kulusevsky. I don't agree with selling him. Marco, Can, I, I uh, didn't say anything about selling Kulu. I, I, meant, I meant for some, yeah, yeah. some people that but I've heard. What I will say about Kulu, yes, I completely agree with you. You got to give the kid time. The kid, had, the kid deserves time. But the problem here is, Ronaldo needs to win now. He can't win. Exactly. He's not going to be around in, in the future. You have to have a balance of so it. So you need a guy that's going to come in and win now. Kulu's not going to win you a trophy now. You know? Yes, you, you keep him. You give him time. He deserves time. He's young. Potential there, but... What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, can you imagine a 4-2-3-1 yes. with... Uh, you get the two midfielders that you still have to get right. in front of the defense, right? Two great midfielders. And the three up front, there would be Chiesa, Dybala, and Kulusevski. And, and Ronaldo... That's what we want. And Ronaldo up front... Where's who's going to stop them? From? Who's going to stop them? I want to ask you a question, Catano. And who would be those two midfielders that you would yeah. buy? Well, that's a million dollar question. That uh, that you got to go and get two really great midfielders for that position. I mean, there's a few of them that that uh, you know that I like, but yeah, you have to you have to go shopping. Mm -hmm. But you go and get you know get rid of like you said. To me, get rid of Rabiot. Get rid of Bedancourt. Get, ri get rid of, of Ramsey. Get all that money and spend it in in midfielders. Who's a great midfield? I think Milankovic is a great midfielder. Yes. You know, you want to get rid of Pogba or no? <laughs> I don't want to get rid of him. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if he wants to stay now. That's the problem. The, the I don't know. There's two, three good midfielders yeah. that I have in mind, but you know, they get that's that's their yeah. job. Go and get the, the those midfielders that you need. To wrap up on Juventus. Uh, Pirlo has been somebody that a lot of fans have questioned. If it's Pirlo, there's there's a the fan base is divided between keep Pirlo and sell Pirlo, uh, sack or, or or keep. In my opinion, it's not Pirlo's fault at all. Um, I think that everybody's expectations were a little bit too crazy. We had Antonio on here who the day that he signs and that he'll win the Champions League uh, as a coach, and the guy's never coached before. You put him inside a team that doesn't fit the best of his qualities. You put him inside a team that's difficult to work with, that also, if you just check history, Ajax, they went out against Ajax, they went out against Lyon, and now they went out, out against Porto. It's three different coaches, so I don't think you should look at the coach. I think that you need to give the guy time. If you expected to go very far in the Champions League, it's your expectations that were poor. Do I agree that Pirlo could do things better? Absolutely, yes. Do I think that he should be able to adapt sometimes his formation better and not stick to just a 3-5-2 and play players out of position? Absolutely, yes. But how many times are you just going to keep flipping coaches? Number one, what coach are you going to get? Number two, when does it end where you're going to get a new coach every year? You have to have some sort of stability. 
if you committed to the Pirlo project, you had to have committed to the possibility or the likelihood that you were not going to win this year. So it shouldn't be that you just get knocked out and you think, okay, now we're going to lose it. We're going to sack him. Marco, I have a question for you. This is a daring question. Zidane gets sacked by Real Madrid. No. Ronaldo wants no. Zidane. No. At no. Juventus. No. Are you going to give him that? No. Why not? Why Look, not? I, I already explained why you keep Pirlo. And if Ronaldo says, I want Zidane, I want to win the Champions League, and I don't think Pirlo could do I'm, that I'm for I'm not going to do dream scenarios where we make up this because then I'm going to put myself in a weird position. I'm saying that Pirlo should stay. So I've, I've been criti I criticized Pirlo uh, because I said from the beginning that he didn't have the experience, even though against Porto, it, you know, it was not entirely Pirlo's fault. I mean, Betancourt in the first game. I mean, you can... You, Four you, mistakes. You know, you, can do, you cannot do that. And... And then Demiral on the second game, that's the, the penalty. Come on, you, 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 a person with experience, you don't do that. Those kind of mistakes. Just stand behind the guy. Okay, you're no. inside. You contain the guy. Yeah. I mean, the guy would have never scored. And to be honest, he he did win the game, on the second game, and it was only for one away goal, which. In in a right now it's not fair because away or or home doesn't make that much difference. There's no fans, so this away goal it really hurts. And away goal in extra time too. Right, uh, but where where I high, uh, when I said that Pirlo does not have an experience, and I said that he could have won the Scudetto but not the Champions League, there are some things where he, he does he does not have the experience because I saw a documentary or. All or, uh, or nothing, and there was the Brazilian national team, where the the coach spent an entire session on the wall, and he said, only and yelling at all his players, he says, you only get on the wall if you got the courage to get hit in the face with the ball. Otherwise, do not get on the wall. And he went to each one of them, and he pointed. If you guys got a chance, there was a whole, and he pointed all of them. So. If you're a coach and you're practicing the, the free kicks and you know that the guy's going to jump up, then you got to put somebody underneath. Mm -hmm. And you, you cannot have somebody turned around. Then you didn't practice. And I'm sorry. At that level, and that you, uh, you need to practice the wall and you the need details. to know Hold who some. the details, who you put on the wall, you need to know that. And that one is lack of experience or pillar. That's what I was talking Great point. Great point. from yeah. the beginning. What's, what's this called? Yeah, I want to... It's all, all or nothing. It's all or nothing? It's all or really? nothing, and it's the Brazilian national team. The first team. The, the first team. The Brazilian national team. The Brazilian national this. team. Why there's did I hear about this? There's Neymar, there's Neymar like there, and Neymar got hurt. Uh, just oh, so uh, from Confederations Cup yeah, or whatever he, it was? No, the Le Corpa... Le Copa... Copa he, America, yeah. Yeah, he, Copa America. He got hurt just yeah. before. So he, oh, wow, it's a thing. It's all or nothing? All or nothing Brazil national. Whoa, team. I yeah. never even Me heard about it. I, I, I thought there was only yeah. two from the Spurs and Man City. I mean, the, the guy. Yeah, that's what I thought. The coach. You wow. know, he. Yeah, 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 yeah. Send I'm me the link. Yeah, the, yeah. the coach before the game, the whole holding hands. You know, he goes. Yeah, put that. I got to watch it. He, he goes. You know, he has uh, uh, the. Um, the mate? No, not no. the mate. The, uh, the, little, the little thing with the. Um, he goes and prays to the Madonna mm. uh, candle. He got a candle. Mm. <laughs> really? He goes over Who's the coach? Uh, and then Who's the coach? You know, they, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, tate, tate, something. Oh. Just check in. Yeah. So then, and then they, then the whole. Did you say it in all or nothing? The all, all dance before the game. They all pray sure. uh -huh. before the start of the of tita. the game. Tita, tita, tita. 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 Mm. They all pray. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. 
And then he goes, you know, courage, courage, okay? I gotta watch this. You know, yeah, all of them, good. each one of them. In, he holds their hands, each one of them. Courage. Huh? It's good. Not not the, the whole thing. It's not as good maybe as Man City or uh -huh. Tottenham, but there are some certain aspects, certain aspects, certain parts. That gotcha. that okay, really that it's worth it just for those. When moments. you were saying the courage part, I felt like I was in the World Cup final, about to go in <laughs> extra time. The way you said, it's like you better have courage, each one of you, if you want to go on the wall. Let's, I let, felt that. Let, let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's move, any any other any other games that we have to talk about that we missed? I feel like we pretty much covered everything. Uh, we could say about. Do you have anything on your on your notes? I mean, uh, Bologna, Sampdoria. Uh, yeah. You know, Quagliarella scored another goal. So good job by Quagliarella. Uh, Sampdoria had twenty shots on goal. And something which uh, which they reported, and I would have liked Polly to be here, but maybe the next time you're here, you can bring it up with Polly. Marvin Agler uh, died this weekend. Oh. A great, great fighter. Oh. You know, Polly would know more details. Del Piero that. posted about him, too. Yeah. And the guy was a Sampdoria fan. Really? Yeah. And you I know why? Know no. Because of the colors of Sampdoria. By the way, for all the Sampdoria fans, you guys got the best shirt. To me, Sampdoria is the best shirt. They're constantly voted as like the number one shirt. In I the world. love that shirt. And the number two is because Sampdoria was the underdogs. And now Interesting. you have something with Campobasso. Campobasso are beautiful colors and they're the underdogs. So there is a correlation there, which nice. I think it would be nice. I love the, the colors of Campobasso too. So it would be for me it would be Sampdoria number one, Campobasso right now, but I don't know too much yet. All right, oh, fair enough. Okay. So, Any other games that you got to run? Uh, yeah. Lazio, Crotone, Caicedo, another goal at the end. I mean, this guy he puts him in, and the guy scores all the time. And he, at 80, the end, too. eighty-five plus. That's the, his, the, that's the his guy time scored to score. eight goals already. Eight goals. Yeah. Um, Immobile, he came by a goal. This guy hasn't he hasn't scored in nine games. Atalanta Spezia 3-1. Muriel, what a goal. Did you see? Oh, my God. Muriel, another He's goal. So a beautiful goal. I, I can't believe the, 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 this guy. Sassuolo, Verona, 3-2 for Sassuolo. Verona, it's a crazy game. Verona played well. You know, they tied the game two times, but to come through at the end of Sassuolo, I mean, Sassuolo is doing very well. They, He's very back and forth, too. You know, they... For, they Fighting for European yeah. League, you know, they're right there. And Sassuolo's higher than Verona. I feel like yeah. we praise Verona so much, right. but then we, we said ah, Sassuolo fell right. off a little bit. You, know, you would think that's a, right. Yeah. But, right. But at the same time, I think we also praise Verona because of where they came from compared to Sassuolo. What do you mean I think Sassuolo, we knew as a foregone conclusion, Verona is a Serie B team that, you know, comes up, and I think that they are overachieving in that sense. Like, Sassuolo right. has been Amazing. a team that's been in the Europa League in the past, you know, years. They were in Europa League, so we kind of expected that. Verona's more impressive because how many times do we see a team come from Serie B and start doing so well? And they give right. the big teams a lot of problems. Yep. So. And then uh, we have two more games, the Benevento-Fiorentina games. Fiorentina finally, uh, you know, wins a game. Your uh, boy scored. And Vlaovic, uh, <laughs> he scored three goals. Three goals. And... You will probably have to check this, or you can check on everybody can check it when they want. But of everybody burn, born after the year 2000, I think Vla Vlaovic is one of the top three. Two others, yeah. Top yeah. three. We have the stat, no? Yeah, yeah. top three in Europe. I guess um, 
the guy from Dortmund. Holland, Holland. Holland is number one, and maybe I think Vlaovic is so good job by Vlaovic. And also, I just want to add for Vlaovic, he already he already doubled his Serie A goal mark from last season with the last game, so he really sprouted into this. Chiesa leaving. Um, yeah, with well, Chiesa <laughs> leaving, maybe that was opening. And Gaetano uh, was actually saying this a couple of seasons ago. It was like, wow, check out this guy Vlaovic in in training. He's right. scoring all the goals. And I was with Fiorentina for two weeks. You yeah, said that he yeah. was terrible. I, no, 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 that's not what I said. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw him training every day. He was the hardest one to train. He always trained at 100%. He never stopped running. You said he never and, missed a shot. And, and like, it, it was like unbelievable. But the guy took shots from everywhere and always on goal. I couldn't believe it. You know, when, you, when they practice, they take the shots, one over there. When the guy, every time he shot, he was on goal. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, I remember uh, you said that. And the last game was uh, Genoa Udinese, one-one. Um, uh, there was a goal that uh, Pandev scored, and the referee that it disallowed. This referee was the first time uh, that he was in Serie A, and then he went to the VAR. He called a handball. Then he went to the VAR, and he realized he, he touched it with his chest, so it was a goal. Mm. So I, I thought it was. Uh, you know, it was a little bit, he could have, if you didn't see it that he touched you with his hand, allow the goal, right? And then if you were not sure, you could have gone and checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he disallowed the goal. And then checked, right? And then he went to check. <laughs> but it, they said it was his first game in Serie A. But wow. at the end, what is what is uh, good is that he got the right call. Gotcha. That's the most important thing. So maybe you said it's his first in Serie A. Yeah. Maybe maybe we need some fresh blood from some referees who have new ideas and who aren't as stubborn, uh, hard-headed. Good yeah. point. Maybe maybe that's something that we need because yeah. I think that the VAR, I think everybody is getting fed up at this point with, with the different various Absolutely. calls that, that are not being able to go check. So maybe we need some younger referees. Two more points of business. We got to predict the Champions League. Before, let's talk about Campo Basso. They won again, 1-0 in the 86th yeah, minute yeah. to get the winner. They have a big string that's coming up. They currently sit in fourth place. Oh, first, uh, place. Sorry, four, first place with Don't four points. Yeah, there we go. First place with four points, yeah. so the one and the four. Uh, and I believe they have 14 games left I, until yes. until the until the rest, until the final. Uh, we're hoping they're still on a good trajectory to get that Serie Chi. It's in the horizon. To, yeah, to automatically qualify. If they make first place, automatically qualify. Or if they fall under, the, the, then then they go into playoffs. We're very excited. Uh, by the way, uh, you guys know that we're working with Campo Basso. We're already in the talks. We're, we're working on the documentary, which is going to be very exciting. We're going to have a pilot coming in May. Uh, that that's gonna be amazing. Where we follow along the journey, kind of like All or Nothing. We're gonna do that with Campo Basso. Oh, those things are great. They're so good. The, the All or Nothing. Oh man, I enjoy when they go inside the locker room it's and like you part of it, and right? you and you hear what they're. That, that's to me. I that's the that. most important. Absolutely. Is, is when the coach talks to the player and and you listen what the coach is saying. And I would love to be in the locker rooms yeah. of all the the the. the the big coaches, you know, the ones that really make a difference and listen. Imagine 2006 hear, World Cup locker room. Imagine and, and, and hear what they say. And I would and I would argue that even Combo Basso's story is even better than some of the teams that they do these documentary series sure. on because that uprising is so important. Yeah. So if they do, by the way, as the season's going on, IFTV will be in Combo Basso for the, the promotion party. If we get to that point, we'll be flying out Fingers to Combo Basso, showing everybody, going live, doing all this kind of fun stuff. Right. Um, with that for Camavasso, so Forza Camavasso. Hopefully, hopefully they're able to keep up this momentum. The next few games they're playing against the top teams, so that will really determine the outcome of, of how their season goes. So we're hoping for the best. Uh, Atalanta against Real Madrid. 
Atalanta is currently 1-0 down. Uh, there's a lot of fight, a lot of venom in Atalanta. We've said they are fighters. We'll get, we'll be live for this match. Predictions for this game. Who wants to start off? Uh, I'll start it off. Uh, I think Atalanta have a lot of proof, especially they were robbed the first leg. Uh, they were down a oh, man. They got a red card with Freuler, and I feel like they're gonna be like, okay, they want to play hardball. Like, What's the score, Mike? Show them. What's let's show them who Atalanta. Let's show them where Bergamo is. Uh, I think Atalanta is going to win 2-0. They're going to progress. They're going to score the second goal so they progress in like the 88th minute. And they're gonna pro- it's going to be a huge celebration. And I see it in my dreams already. Forza Dea, Forza Atalanta. We can't wait for you guys. You want to go first? You want to? No, look at that. I love... <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go? It doesn't matter to me. I love Atalanta. I love Gasperini. I love everything that the, the guy's got courage. You know, you have to have a, and I love the way he goes into the games. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry. Mm. What's wrong? No, no, no. Real Madrid, uh, it, they don't lose these games. You're playing with, uh, you know, they're getting Benzema back and they got the uh, older players back. Real Madrid will not lose this game. But, all my heart and all my energy, and when I will watch the game, it's going to be Forza Atalanta. I uh, I believe in miracles. It will it will take a lot. Not, apparently not this game. <laughs> uh, it will take a lot. Uh, I think that Atalanta have a venom inside them. I think that they feel like they got screwed in the first game. I think that they felt like they they more should have happened. And Atalanta is a team that you will never write off. As as all of the Italian teams, we said that if there's anybody that needed to pull off something, it would be Atalanta just because it's in their character. It's in it's in the, the DNA of this team to be fighters. And even when they're counted out, I think that in their minds, they're still crazy enough to believe no matter what. We've seen it in their Champions League campaign. I think big game from Romero, big game from Darun, big game from one of their guys up top. Muriel, Zapata, doesn't matter. They will go through. They will knock Real Madrid Round, out. Uh, Ryan. I agree with Catano. This is going to be, you know, I, I like Atalanta, man. I've said that. I still can't believe that they came this far for a club that hadn't spent no money. Gasparini has been unreal as a manager. But this is going to be a hard game for Real Madrid to lose, especially at the Bernabeu. And, and as Catano said, Benzema coming back. They were missing Benzema uh, at Atalanta's home, you know, in the first leg. But, you know, um, that red card made a big difference in the first match. I don't think had that red card not have been given, you would have been you would have seen a different outcome in that in that match. And Atalanta, they created a lot of chances even with that man down. So as you said, yeah, the fight's there, but certain guys need to step up, especially Ilicic. He came on and did absolutely nothing. I can't play. stand Ilicic anymore. Yeah. I'm done I'm done with that player. I'm done with uh, him. That he that's why he uh what he, he took him out yeah. after thirty minutes. I mean the guy went in. I have never seen that. The guy goes in and then you took him out uh, uh, because he was not, uh, you know, he was not running. Mentally, but, he's uh, one of the weakest players. Uh, the, he, I, you know, if you could go back, there was nobody in front of the area. There yeah. was nobody in front of the area. You always have to have somebody there. I mean, the guy took the ball. He had no pressure, nothing. This guy is not supposed to score. He's not somebody that usually scores. Mendy, whatever his name was. Uh, is, I think it was Mandy. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very difficult. Guys, let's believe we don't want to all our time. Lazio is gonna be out against Bayern Munich. We all agree. 
Mm. Unfortunately, Lazio is not going to be able to come back. Right. Uh, we'll hope for the best for all Italian teams in Europe. We're Listen, praying that at least we keep one. Forza Atalanta. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys believe in miracles. Make sure you stay tuned because we will be live for all the action. As always, guys, thank you for watching. Make sure you like the video. Subscribe if you are new here. And we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Well,